Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Canopy Church. My name is Josh Harrison. I'm one of the pastors here. It is so good to be with you this morning. And welcome to the Harrison Garage. So here's the deal. This quarantine season has been fascinating because it's been giving us kind of a, a, a behind-the-scenes look at different people's lives. You know, we have these celebrities who are on TV that are now taping their shows from their houses. Uh, we have pastors who lead large congregations that are now, you know, filming in their offices or in their garages. I have friends who are pastors who have some amazing amazing like hipster garages you know they've got posters plastered posters plastered on the walls or they have you know chalkboards with all sorts of hebrew and greek written up and it looks super cool and super hip with like red brick walls and i've had a little bit of envy a little bit of garage envy honestly uh and and i was convicted of that this week as the holy spirit said you know you've got a cool garage too and i realized i do have a cool garage i should show off my cool garage so welcome here we are we've got like an air compressor over here Got some bikes hanging up in the back. We've got a general sense of mess over here. Uh, and in the back corner, you'll see this red sheet where we're hiding all of our quarantine snacks. Or maybe, maybe it's uh, the, you know, the 20 cases of hand sanitizer that I've been stocking away, waiting uh, until Amazon will allow me to sell it again at a huge profit. Um, just kidding. Um, but anyway, welcome to our garage. It's so good to have you at the Harrison House this morning. Good to be with you. Uh, I want to take a second and say Happy Mother's Day. I know that the kids have already blessed the moms at Canopy. I know we had an amazing uh, conversation with a couple moms here, Debbie Gwynn, Judy Carlson, Lisa Proctor. But I also wanted to take a second to acknowledge and pray over moms. So here's what I would like you to do. If you are in a room right now with a mom, would you lay a hand on her shoulder? Get her permission first. It's generally weird to touch somebody without getting permission, so get permission. Lay a hand on mom's shoulder and pray with me. God, we are so grateful for our moms and for the roles that they have played in our lives. The love and care that they invest in us is a direct reflection of your character. Uh, they are gifts from you and we want to say thank you and we want to ask you to bless them today. Would they experience your love and care for them, both from your spirit and through us? Would they know that you love them and delight in them? Would today be a special and a memorable day? At the same time, God, we know that there are people who are brokenhearted on today, that today's a hard day for them. And without diminishing the celebration, we also want to acknowledge that and ask God of all comfort that you would be near to the brokenhearted as you promised to be. On this day, would they know your comfort and your care for them in special and unique ways. Bless them. God, we love you. We are so grateful for our moms. We're grateful that you are with us and that you love us. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. We uh, are going to take a second to, uh, more than a second, a few minutes to dive into God's word together. Uh, and I want to read in just a moment a psalm uh, that has been speaking to me pretty powerfully throughout this last week. You know, we're in this journey, uh, this, this series together called Finding Freedom in the Wilderness that's based on uh, God's people in the book of Exodus, moving through the wilderness, learning who God was and who they were in relationship to him and learning what it meant to be the free people of God. Uh, one thing we discover, though, as we read the Old Testament and the New Testament and as we live our lives with Jesus is there's usually not just one desert season in life. You know, we often come to the wilderness. We come back to the wilderness time and again as God has new things to show us there. Um, and so for many of us, this is certainly a wilderness season that all of us kind of are in globally together, but this is not our first go around uh, and it won't be our last, I'm sure, either. Um, but I, I, this week's um, scripture passage is not based out of the book of Exodus, but it's another kind of wilderness moment in the life of God's, of God's people. We're not sure the name of the person who wrote this psalm, um, but this psalm, Psalm chapter 42, is another wilderness psalm. Let me read it to you. As the deer pants for streams of water, 
So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God, under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast within me? Why so disturbed? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. But my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? But why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Forgot to put my phone on silent. Sorry about that. This is behind the scenes, like I said. But I've already done a couple takes, and I'm not doing another one. So here we go. We're going to keep moving forward. I um, This psalm is powerful. It spoke powerfully in my life uh, this last week. Um, this is a story about a guy who feels like uh, he's been removed from the presence of God, that God isn't with him any longer. You know, he used to live in Jerusalem, in the capital city, you know, the, the, the center of God's people of the promised land where the temple was, where God lived. And he remembers, you know, thinking back uh, into the past, he remembers going to the house of God among, among the festive throngs, you know, singing and dancing and worshiping together. But now he finds himself removed. He says he's in Hermon, which is way off in the north, far away from Jerusalem. And he says he's, he's not only is he removed from the house of God, but he's removed from the people of God, the worshipers that are, that are his people. And instead, he's surrounded by mockers, people for whom the presence of God means nothing. And, and he finds himself, you know, daily hearing, where is your God? Instead of being among people who encourage his faith, he's now discouraged on a regular basis. And then he says he, he longs for God. He thirsts for God. And yet all he has to eat and drink are tears. And there's this fascinating imagery here where he's talking about, you know, longing for these streams of fresh water. And instead, all he has is salt water, salt water tears and salt water waves that are crashing over him. It's a, it's a desperate situation. He says, God, I just want to be where you are, but I feel so far away from you. And what's worse in his darkest moments is he he blames God for all of this. You know, it's these waves that are crashing over him that are threatening to pull him down. He says, these are your waves, God. These are your breakers that are crashing over me. My, why, God? Why, my God, have you forgotten me? Um, like I said, uh, this psalm has spoken powerfully to me over the past week. You know, Sunday, last Sunday, a week ago, was a real low point for me. Um, I've had lots of ups and downs throughout this whole coronavirus time, Um, some good days and some bad days along with everybody else. But for whatever reason, uh, this last Sunday was especially hard. You know, I got done with house church at night, which was amazing being with our people. And I just felt sad and I couldn't really figure out why. I mean, there's lots of reasons to feel sad right now. Obviously, there's kind of a global sense of mourning as we're losing a lot of people. Um, and standing in solidarity with people who've lost loved ones. You know, there's a a sense of mourning of of the life that we knew that is no longer. 
Um, for me, there's there's insecurity of like, what, what's my purpose in life if I can't uh, do the things that I, I love to do in the way that I, I know how to do them? You know, what's what's purpose and what's the point? Um, there's just a general sense of frustration about the difficulty of life, whether it's going to the grocery store and standing in lines, socially distanced, or, you know, missing friends. Um, for me, for our family, we've got um, kids that are in homeschool, and that's just a whole different ballgame when you have a six-year-old who is supposed to sit in front of a screen and has no desire to do so. So there's all sorts of reasons to feel down and to feel sad, but for whatever reason, Sunday was different. And as I was praying through it, I wasn't entirely sure what it was all about until Monday morning I woke up, and I read this psalm, Psalm 42, and I realized why I was so down. Uh, it's because I felt just like this. Um, see, I'm a pastor. <laughs> you guys know that. Um, and what I was feeling, I realized, was I miss my church. I miss you all, and I miss being together to worship God. You know, that's, that's the description here in the psalm, is somebody who would join with fellow worshipers, with brothers and sisters in God's house to worship. And I realized that I have been missing that. I've been missing being among the festive throng and singing and dancing. We don't dance enough. We need to dance more when all this is over. But singing and dancing together and celebrating who God is together in one place under one roof. Um, and I understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand that, that, that the church buildings are not the house of God. That God is just as present with us in any space. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons I wanted to film in my garage today to say that God is here. I know that. I know he is here as profoundly as anywhere else, but I still miss being together uh, under one roof. And I know that we've been able to do some cool stuff, you know, online, whether it's the, the Zoom house churches or the Zoom pet shows that, you know, that we've been able to do, pet show, um, or, you know, um, this even this online, uh, you know, kind of pre-recorded live service that we're doing right now. We've done some cool stuff, but honestly, if I'm really honest, for me, it's a poor substitute for the real thing. I miss my church. I miss worshiping with you all. And I've been sad. And I, I think I'm going to be sad <laughs> today, too, because I miss you. Um, and I feel what the psalmist feels. Man, I, I, I remember. I remember. I remember worshiping with the festive throngs, being together. I remember it being good. And I, I just want to be there where you are, God, in such prof profound and powerful ways. Um, so all that to say, this speaks to me. It might speak to you as well, maybe for the same reason, maybe for different reasons, but you can identify with this sense of longing. God, my soul thirsts for you. My, my body longs for you, as another psalm says. In a dry and weary land, I find myself panting for streams of water, for some refreshment, for some satisfaction, for some sense that you are with me, and yet all I get day in and day out are tears and frustration. Maybe you can identify with that. If so, this psalm is for you. Spend some time here this week. Meditate on it. Sink into it. Let it sink into you. I want to point out three things really quick that you should pay attention to in this psalm. First, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel this way. If what you have in your heart today is lament, that's okay. I just want to encourage you with one thing. Don't just feel it. Pray it. Okay? You don't want to just waste it by, by feeling it and wallowing in it. What you want to do with it is what the psalmist here does. Offer it up as a sacrifice of praise to God. See, that's what the psalms teach us. If, if you read the psalms, there are, there are 150 psalms. 
And scholars say that over 80 of them are negative in tone, meaning they express negative or difficult emotions. And what that tells me is it's okay to praise God with negative and difficult emotions, depression, fear, anxiety, frustration, sin even, bad theology even. It's okay to bring these things to God. What we don't want to do is internalize it and try to keep it here. Instead, we want to want to lift it up in our hands. And if that's all you have to offer God today, then know that God is honored by that sacrifice of worship. So feel what you feel and give it to God in his presence in relationship with him. It's good. It's good. It's good to pray this way to God. Second thing I want to notice here is I, I just glossed over it a second ago. I said, I know that God is just as present here as he is anywhere else as he is in any church building. Um, but I want you to know that's true. I don't want to just gloss over it. I want you to know that he is with you today, even now. And I know that, you know, God is everywhere. And I, 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 he is everywhere. He fills every corner of creation. And I don't mean he's with you in that sense, just sort of um, impersonally. I mean, he is very personally with you. His attention has never wavered from you. His love has never ceased to be poured out to you. His eyes are on you. His arms are around you. He is holding you together by his very attention and affection. The fact that you exist right now tells me that God is thinking of you. So I want you to know he's with you. The psalmist says much the same thing in verse 8. He says, uh, here, you know, he is way removed from the presence of God. And yet, by day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. You hear that? Far away from the presence of God, he still feels God's love directed to him. This song that comes to him in the day and in the night. God is with you and he loves you. Third thing to notice about this psalm is while it's okay to lament and it's okay to feel this way, we don't want to get stuck here because the reality is um, we are people with a capacity to lament, but we are not people defined by lament. You know, we, we had this journey a few weeks back, this Easter journey, uh, where we started with Lent, you know, which is a season of, of repentance, a season that's, that's difficult, that lands in the most difficult, the most devastating day, Good Friday, this day of brokenness and this day of pain. But we don't stay there. We progress through Friday and Saturday to Sunday to resurrection. And here's the thing. We are not ultimately people of lament. We are people of resurrection. And because of that, people of rejoicing. You know, another psalm says that weeping may remain for a night, but joy comes with the morning. And I want you to remember that. As a matter of fact, what's so profound about this psalm is that it's a psalm of lament, but twice the psalmist interrupts the lament to say to himself, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And sometimes, you know, we have to interrupt these cycles of lament to remember that at the foundation of the universe, at the foundation of our lives is the goodness of God and that he is good and that he is making things good. It might seem like a long way off, but his redemption is coming. His salvation is coming. He loves us and he is good. So we hope we don't just lament, we hope. And we tell ourselves, soul, self, wake up. God is good and he's with us. So the psalm has been remarkably encouraging to me. It's met me where I'm at. I hope it does the same for you. It has been so good to be together today. Would you pray with me? God, we are grateful that you love us and are with us. We're grateful that you invite us to come into your presence with whatever we happen to have in our hands today. We're grateful that you are with us even in the darkest valley, and we're grateful that you are working even in this for good, and we trust you. We put our trust in you. 
Today, God, may we experience your presence and your delight in a whole new way. God, thank you for loving us. pray all this in your precious name. Amen. Church, it's been so good to be together once again. Happy Mother's Day. I'll kick it over to Todd uh, for worship. Would you worship together with us?